This is From the Top, the Ultimate Filmmaker's Retrospective by your host, Kel Smith. Enjoy the show. objects cannot occupy the same point in space, the same moment in time. The corner races at you. You have perhaps a crisis of identity. Am I a sportsman? Or a competitor? If you get into one of my cars, Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Youth Critic Podcast. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me let me switch hats again. Let me switch my hats. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to from from the top, the ultimate filmmakers retrospective. Okay, let me try that again. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. So, you, you, you better, oh you yes, keep, this is intended. So, intros. so hey, everyone. We are we're here for both from the top and the ultimate or the from the top and the youth critic podcast i am your host kel smith joining me this week is david weiser from film assessment hey everybody also joining me is ryan b uh doing very well and yes so this is the crossover event of my two podcasts you know from the top the ultimate filmmakers retrospective and the you know the youth critic podcast where, you know, we talk about new releases, but, you know, because we've done the Michael Mann season and we've kind of been building up on front, on front of the top of season one to Ferrari, uh, this is the culmination crossover event of my two podcasts, very similar to what we did um, with the fast Road to the Fast Saga, even though the Fast and Furious Saga doesn't exist anymore. Not, not, not you know, you know, not, uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. well allegedly allegedly um so um you gotta have that in on that clip well you know sometimes life ends on the hang anyway um so anyway so we're doing so we're doing the culminate culmination crossover event and we are doing it on um david what's what movie we're talking about this time uh, Ferrari. Ferrari. We're doing. Uh, wait, this is a crossover event over the car company. Yep. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Michael Mann. What is going on here? Okay. Well, you know, it sort of makes sense. Michael Mann is all about masculinity and something about something, something about you know cars. <laughs> and yes. So we are here to talk about Michael Mann's Ferrari. Uh, this is his long-awaited adaptation. He started making this in the 90s. Um, 
we're not going to do a little bit too much production context because again the thing about you know current releases is that we kind of learn more about you know their history much later after so we don't have really the con we only have the we don't have the con we don't have the hindsight of 2020 so uh so we're kind of so we're just kind of freeballing it um but as but starting with you brian what did you think of ferrari uh i i like this movie i didn't love it uh uh adam driver is phenomenal uh penelope cruz is phenomenal uh shaley woodley is Ouch. not <laughs> the uh well i mean you've you've you heard her her her, her attempt at it honestly just talk i mean we'll get to it i mean i know i know everybody has to i know i know everybody has to do their fake italian uh, accent, i mean but... we'll get to it you know i'll i'll get to it so it also it also felt like that that there was some stuff that was a little muddy or muddled in that it wouldn't surprise me if there's there was uh, like deleted material or if or if man was uh, pushy on getting 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 it down to un, getting it down to about two hours. Um. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if there's like a longer cut or. If, well, like, I mean, we'll get to talking has, about like, it, but I mean, the stuff. movie is very much, I, I kind of disagree. I think the movie is very self-contained and very much like, it's kind of like a play. It's kind of like, you know, I would describe it more in the vein of Lincoln. You know, it's more in the vein of like Steve Jobs, where it's like, we, we kind of take these culmination event and we oh, oh, I, show what the I, person's I, like, I, you know, through this culmination, this event. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that aspect of it too. Uh, I think Michael Mann even said that he didn't want to do like a from birth to death uh, Ferrari movie, and that uh, that would be better suited for TV. So he just wanted to do like 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 one major event that happened when he was older, and he didn't want to do like right. a, like a from birth to death fire. Exactly, exactly. And David, what about you? What did you think of Ferrari? Um, I, I really echo a lot of Ryan's sentiments in the sense that I, I liked the movie. I didn't like, I wasn't over the moon about it, but I, I really liked it a lot. I agree that um, Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz are both phenomenal. I think if in a less crowded year, they would definitely be kind of in the more, more in the conversation for um, best actor, best actress. Um, I think one thing that's interesting, this has been a, or well, 2023 has been a year filled with um movies about like very significant cultural and historical figures and um that happened to also focus on their interior lives and their marriage so like i mean you look at like oppenheimer maestro you could go on and on and i think this kind of fits into that similar um category and I, one thing I really liked about this was um, how you were talking about how it, it's it's one like focal event to um, Ferrari's life, and I thought it was pretty interesting to me that that like that one event kind of brings it all together so succinctly because it it really does involve like his marriage, his affair. Um, we have the I don't know if you want to call him a bastard child. Um, and then you have like the whole, his, the, his company is like on the brink of potentially going bankrupt, bankrupt. And like, so you have this like really um, 
and then you have this race where you have the the his driver like crashes in this like like terrible terrible I mean, right i mean it's history or... ryan but sure <laughs> but you're right though you're yeah. right though there's all these events that happen yes yeah, sorry go ahead david um so yeah that's that's what i thought was pretty interesting about it was that not like kind of that uh, approach to the material versus the birth to death type of thing and like kind of the it didn't feel like a typical biopic and I think you can definitely feel um, man's influence behind the camera and in the um, way it's shot and filmed and everything um, another thing that like really stood out to me is like the fact that it balanced those elements so well where and where and in ways that um maybe maestro didn't for example um where that movie kind of feels like it gets very fixated on the interior life but doesn't have anything to say about it and then like his his like professional achievements are kind of an afterthought in that movie this i think kind of balances all of that incredibly well i still haven't <laughs> seen maestro i've seen the memes of it I've seen the I've seen the clip. Is that the only clip from the movie, <laughs> or at least the only clip that people are talking about where he's conducting? Um, well, to be honest, Leonard Bernstein also like gave into those emotions, but any but we're not here to talk about Maestro. Um, that's a different episode. Yeah. Um, and, and one day we'll do the Bradley Cooper season, <laughs> but um, but no. So my sentiment is, I kind of had so I'm kind of a. I really do love this movie and it took me a while to kind of come around to like kind of thinking through the movie because at first it's really hard to like, cause everyone's doing a very thick Italian accent. This is not me being anti Italian. I'm just saying it's really tough. Like to hear, like, <laughs> I commend every actor for speaking in Italian or an Italian accent and also still having to do it in English, you know, saying their their dialogue in English as well. Like, it's such a commendable thing to do because that's got to be, like, so hard for, like, all these, like, you know, you know, for, you know, for Adam Driver is an American actor, you know, and then, you know, I'm, and I'm sure Shane Lee Woodley. Penelope Cruz, don't, yeah, Penelope <coughs> Cruz, who I believe, yes. uh, Spanish? I, I, I don't think she's Spanish. I, I will she's, uh, we'll Spanish, say, right? yeah, I think I will say Spain. yes on that one. So we'll say yes on that, but... Still, I mean, it's just like it's very challenging. I almost needed subtitles, and I'm in like a Dolby Cinema watching this and like trying to like decipher it as quickly as possible. So, but you know, once I kind of got into the rhythm of it, I kind of found it compelling. Like, it's really a story about you know a man at kind of the end, at the end of his prime, you know kind of having you know suffered a loss both you know you know professionally because this is right when the 1956 uh le mans uh crash happened you know with i think ryan can you fact check there's one in 56 uh, the crash the was that one, le mans or formula one the one i think it might have been le mans i think that wasn't that uh Ford v Ferrari was. Uh, I think Ford v Ferrari is in right? the 60s. Yes. 
yeah, wasn't it called like for wasn't it called Le Mans sixty six right, or sixty nine? They in, there's a race the that was to happen that or that's mentioned off of screen that kind of is a professional blow in that you know a car, one of his cars was involved in the wreck and uh, and lost the race and you know and so it's a professional so Ferrari Enzo Ferrari is dealing with this professional blow and then personally in the same year he loses his son you know, to a dystrophy, you know, muscular, muscular dystrophy, excuse me. Yeah. And so with that, I mean, it's so through this lens of this movie, you're seeing a man who's just like grappling with, you know, all the decisions in his life, all everything that he is. And it feels very much like a play a little bit because there's, you know, there's not really a whole lot of action. Like when I mean action, I mean like just, everything's kind of in different rooms. Like everyone's kind of just sitting in different rooms and talking, you know, there's only, yeah. When, yeah. When, when it's not on very rarely that we're in exteriors in this movie. Everything's kind of in interiors in either in Zoe's office in Zoe, or in Ferrari's factory or, for, you know, one of the Ferrari houses. Like there's not a lot of exterior stuff. It, only when you know we're in the races or when we're on the racetrack. I, I'd say this is more of a if you're, I wouldn't really call it a, like a film stage play That's, to me was like the whale. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as and far I don't as mean this derogatorily. Like the play stage film. I don't mean it or, like in a stage way. I just yeah. mean like it's very much set up in this like. Yeah. You know, we go to this room to have another dramatic, you know, scene. We go to this room, you know, or we go to this. Look, it just yep. feels very much like, you know, and Le- and to be fair, I mean, Lincoln has this kind of thing. Aaron Sorkin's, you know, I mean, Social Network is kind of like the cream of the crop of this, which is, you know, everything's in rooms, but it's done by David Fincher and edited like, you know, a music video blockbuster. <laughs> so it, it it works there you know so but in here i feel like you know man and of course he did not write the script this is a uh tony kingston martin let me make sure i got that correct um let me see uh oh troy kennedy uh martin. it's troy kennedy martin and michael man and uh michael man did get get uh, get like uh, material provided by uh, credit, which makes sense because it, he does like it, it, like like the like the credits. What I believe, I believe he like 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 did some punch ups on the script and was allowed to get credit for it, but he didn't get uh, uh he didn't get like a, a written by credit. He got additional material, which makes pr- sense. I mean, I mean, because even on his last movie, Black Cat. You know, he is like credited in the trailers for working on that script um, up until like the final credits of that movie, where it's just, you know, written by that said person. So, um, also another another thing I like too is that this is the first Michael Mann movie in almost decades it actually looks like film uh uh if you've ever seen public enemies and 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 uh black hat to a degree but uh public enemy and uh uh uh, miami vice especially 
they look like it looks like digital video, especially during the night scenes. Uh, this this doesn't have that look at all. I think he I think he either upgraded his his camera or or Sony no, provided think, him with something else. No, 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 no. I don't think or he got tired, tired of that style. style. Still very present in this movie. It's just, and if you actually look at, so I I recommend people to watch Public Enemies on Netflix right now, or just like see like the first like 10, 15 minutes, because it's barely, only every so often do you see that, you know, high shutter rate uh, speed where it looks like a. I call it like. Yes. I call it motion blur. Where, where, or, or where, blur. where it, it doesn't look. Maybe on maybe on like Netflix it looks better, but I've only watched it on DVD and on in theaters and on DVD. Uh, when any when a, any character moves fastly, I mean, it I will looks give like people video. that there are certain scenes in Public Enemies and there are certain scenes in I mean, from Collateral to to Black Cat, where it does look like you know either a British state, you know, a British you know, a BBC original from the, you know, 90s, or, you know. The, or a, a really cheap director-video Steven Seagal movie that was <laughs> that was shot for yeah, no I money. Mean, but, I mean, that's Michael Mann's kind of style. Day. He really wants you to feel like you're there. Like, he wants you to feel like you are in those environments. If I may speak to, like, you know, if I may speak to, like, his own you know, his own words, like he wants you to feel like you're there. And to me, you know, and of course, to me, he changed cinematographer. He's normally worked with either Dion B, Dion Beebe or, um, uh, who's he? Dante Spinotti. Dante. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, done he a did, lot of uh, Michael Mann and... but so in this one, he actually went with David Fincher's new cinematographer, Eric, uh, Eric Messerschmidt. No, Eric I, Messerschmidt. We're, we're not gonna. We're not gonna try it. <laughs> so he. So I mean, and and Eric Messerschmidt has been actually doing a lot of really cool stuff with Fincher, with like the red cameras and you know, in certain smaller cameras as well. So I mean, I feel like Man actually gets to utilize that a lot. You know. To his benefit and he does still you know like there's certain stunts in this movie that kind of look like you know they were shot with like the jackass 3d camera um especially the one the first <laughs> major crash scene we see um but the thing that hit but i will say though with all this said and all the you know things that you know you got ryan you can you know lay to blame on michael mann is that I don't I think Adam Driver really nails everything. Like he nails the opera. He nails like the operaticness of it. He nails and Penelope Cruz also nails it. I mean it's just like you have two powerful actors that really nail And also you and also you forget your walk because Adam yes. Driver has a very distinct look and even and with the makeup and the accent you're forgetting that yeah this is yeah. Adam Driver and Enzo Ferrari also maybe I'm just looking at photos wrong but he's not that tall of a person and Adam Driver like you know towers everyone in this movie so um 
Well, it's it. You could argue it's it's like the opposite of uh of uh the Iron Claw, as in as in that movie, the real Carrie Von Eric was six two, and and Jeremy Allen White, who plays him, I well, think is like no. five six or five seven. Or well, like no, the I mean, I'm just saying, it. like it really. I'm just saying, like Adam Driver carries yeah. this movie, and he carries it so well. And it's such a great performance. Like it makes you like you literally get the pathos of this man. And then Penelope Cruz, like on the other side, is like gets like the best female character that Michael Mann has ever had in one of his movies. Um, with and Dave, and I can I see David like lines. you know doing. I can see David like doing his like wait that's the best female character <laughs> in all of Mann's movies. Uh, David, I'm really serious. <laughs> like, other than Viola Davis and Black Cat, like, it really, it's not. All of them are not that great. <laughs> you know, there's a only there's a handful of them that you know really have agency, but they're all kind of. It's really kind of a man's movie. It's a man, you know, it's kind of a man's world in the man in the man in the man in Michael Mann's filmography. Yeah, mostly. Also, I was also I was, I was speaking to the 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 original screenwriter for uh for for Ferrari died mm-hmm. in two thousand uh two thousand nine, and that that's how long this script has I guess been around, and uh because Michael Mann did Michael Mann and somebody else did additional work on it, and that's how they got credit for it. Well, I mean, this movie has been in development since the mid nineties, like. like he like Michael Mann wanted to do this for a long time. He's been wanting to make it. I think he wanted to do it with uh with De Niro. I mean that could be true. And it almost came together in two thousand and it almost came together well, in two thousand nine yeah, uh with Christian Bale playing Ferrari. Um and at the last minute, like because uh, it Christian Bale would have had to put on like more weight again, and he just like did the whole weight thing with uh, Vice, and also had to lose weight for Ford v Ferrari. So I think he was just like, yeah, I said Vice. Vice. Yeah. Um. So, where was I? So. Yeah, no, I mean, Michael Mann, so that's the only other time, and then, of course, you know, last year it finally came together, and he was able to shoot this movie a year ago, or over a year ago. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, apparently they also, apparently uh, Hugh Jackman was supposed, was going to do it, and then he dropped out, and, and, or he preferred Adam Driver. Uh, Yeah, Hugh Jackman was circling to replace Bale, but uh, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Hugh Jackman is a great actor, but I don't see how this Australian. I guess you could make it work. It's just like every. It's just like I don't see how. It's just like it would be really like a massive stretch. Like okay. Also, I can't see him looking old, like old, old. 
Like like even for uh even for uh for for Logan, even though they they they, they dyed his hair gray and and all that, I can't see him looking. Plus, old. like would his Australian ex plus would his you know if you know what I mean? Would he have to do an Italian? Like how would his Italian accent work? You know, like I I don't want to think I don't want to think about the, a version of this movie that doesn't exist. I want to talk about the version that doesn't exist. Um. So, but David, what about you? What did you, what do you think of Adam Driver and uh, Penelope Cruz? They were great. Um, kind of like we've kind of alluded to, they really disappeared into those roles. So like you kind of forgot you were watching them or at least actors, so to speak, like it, you, they really became fully fleshed. Their, their performances were so whole that you felt like you were watching fully fleshed individuals. And so, I mean, that's kind of the highest praise you can give people. Um, give actors at least in my, I, in, I would say mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it. yeah no. also yes. Patrick Dempsey is great um, in this too and then Jack O'Connell just shows up in this movie I haven't seen him in a while um, so that was kind of a great to see um, and then also I mean, so let's talk about Shanley Woodley. We haven't, we keep beating around the bush. Uh, David, you I thought it take was it? a very, I thought it was a very <laughs> nothing performance. Like she was there. She, she was there, you know, she showed up to set. She, she like, she doesn't even, she doesn't really even like, I mean, it's hard to even put it on her because like, it's not like she's given that much to work with any either way. So like, she doesn't have very many lines and pretty much all of them are just like kind of and like this like it's for the kid yeah and she, really. she, she's there for the kid also also uh until about maybe until it's like revealed uh for some reason i thought that Kayleigh woodley was playing <laughs> enzo ferrari's daughter and not mistress because of the age gap. I mean, that's a choice, Ryan. That's a and plus, and plus he plus he plus he has Penelope Cruz. I mean, it's very public that Enzo Ferrari definitely had an affair. <laughs> um, no, I, to me, I kind of agree with David with Shanley Woodley. I mean, it's not memorable, but I mean it's kind of a thankless role because she just has to be the, she just has to be the adulteress. She has to be kind of just like the other woman. And I do like, I here's the thing though. I will say though, I do like how each of the women in this movie kind of have their own like agency. They have their own interior lives and they have their own priorities that, you know, mean something. So I, so while Shanley Woodley is kind of given like the thankless role that is typically in <laughs> that's typically for a Michael Mann female character, um, it's I think she's doing the best she can. <laughs> she's not winning any. I don't. Th- I don't even think she came in winning any Oscars for this. So, all right, we're gonna shift gears here for a little bit. Um, we have one segment that we need to do before we go to the second half of the show, and we have Marley from Real Lovers 
podcast that is going to join us real quickly and give us his thoughts in this exclusive segment. Thanks, everyone. And so? You're going broke. How? You spend more than you make. So what do I do? Win the Mille Milla, Enzo. Or you are out of business. This is a gun pointed at our head. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast again. Uh, we are here for a segment with uh, Marley from Real Lovers Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Um... It feels like I'm like a regular guest on, on your podcast at this point, but I, I'm always happy to be on your show, Kale. Well, we love having you. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to be. A, so, of course, you're a regular guest. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yes, yeah, so Marley, we got to talk about Ferrari. We're doing the Youth Critic podcast, and this is a from the top, you know, special. You were on the keep. Uh, and I heard this was your this is your second Michael Mann movie now. Yeah, uh, I mentioned in my review after seeing Ferrari that I felt like this was like Michael Mann whiplash for me because the only <laughs> Michael Mann film that I've seen up until Ferrari was The Keep. So to go from this like indie kind of raw sci-fi film that's totally that had like a totally messy like behind the scenes like production like history to Ferrari starring Anna Driver and Penelope Cruz. <laughs> and like, it's, it's totally a different road to go down. Not to, no pun intended, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause I mean, you go from this like poorly or like this very shoddily finished, you know, monster movie to like an Oscar calibrated movie. Mm-hmm. And what I love about, but you know, you're getting more of like what, why we love Michael Mann so much on the show. Mm-hmm. Like why we've grown to love him, you know, like, cause he's like this bold filmmaker. He, you know, he has this very, you know, Chicago and sensibilities, all the above. Like he just has, you know, all the makings of your perfect dad movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, to- I, I totally agree. And from, all the I, I'm 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 quoting this I, I I'm coining this term. Uh, there's a lot of movies that came out this year uh, called brand cinema, basically movies based on like brands. I feel like Michael Mann's Ferrari is probably one of the it's probably one of the topper top ones that came out this year. Yeah, exactly. Because we got what Nike this year with Air. Mm-hmm. Then we got. Blackberry. Beanie right. Babies. Yeah. Beanie Babies. Oh, there's a Beanie Baby movie? Yes. <laughs> Apple TV Plus. Oh, shit. And then Tetris. Mm-hmm. Not good. Speaking of Apple Plus. Not good. Oh. But... <laughs> I hate it when my... I hate it when my boy Taron Egerton just can't get, like, a good movie. Well, I... I know you can... You what? could blame Kingsman for that one, so he's so good in rocket man like my god like why why is everyone wasting him yeah yeah but that's a whole other podcast (laughs) um so yeah it's 
so yeah that's what's ha- so yeah no and then what i like about man is he just you know there wasn't really much of a production history as i went over um i kind of went over some of the details um other things though about this movie i love is i love how adam driver there's just so many moments where he just had like these moments of vulnerability these moments of just humanity he brings to ferrari like ferrari like if i told you like i wrote down a list of things that he's doing in this movie he's like an adulterer he's a capitalist he's you know he's a guy that you know like after someone dies he replaces him immediately with the guy next mm. <laughs> like he does a lot of crazy shit in this or he does a lot of stuff that feels very cold and humane yeah but um but it's but what i love about but what i love about him though and what i love about the screenplay is it gives him so much humanity mm. like it gives him so much pathos and it gives him so much of like we see his day-to-day life and we see how complicated it is we see like you know of his own doing you know mind you of his own doing but it's like the complicated reality he's in in this post world war 2 like world where he's supposed to be together and with his wife and son, but his son has died. And now he has his wife. That's a ghost of his past of his, of the pre world war two era. And then you have, you know, uh, and then you have basically Shane Lee Woodley's character. That's like the present, like this is, you know, the present, but he's stuck in this past. Right. I, I wish you didn't yeah. mention up Shailene Woodley because she is so unmemorable in this movie she's probably like the worst part of this entire movie because what kind what what kind of an italian accent is she doing oh she just gave up she she, clearly gave up (laughs) (laughs) she she clearly gave up but um yeah i i totally agree with you i i enjoyed like the vulnerability that adam driver brought to brought to this uh role but the thing that like I mentioned, like in, in my review is I love Penelope Cruz. I hope she gets nominated for an Oscar for that, for this, for this performance is because, and, and what I appreciated most about Michael Mann's screenplay for this is that he highlighted uh, Enzo Ferrari's like wife and gave Penelope Cruz kind of like more of a, like a, a credit. And it goes into like that. It goes into like what air and all these other like brand cinema films did in 2023 that behind every businessman there's always a female or a wife or a partner kind of, uh, helping them along the way and uh I, I just appreciated laura ferrari's like uh uh like a storyline for this for sure exactly i think to me what i love about her well you know, the thing with Shanley Woodley's character is like, I think she's still doing the best she can. But clearly she did get, clearly either her or man or somebody just said, we have to give it up. It's just, you know, my character's American now all of a sudden, you know? Um, but what I will say to that though, is that I kind of like how her character's written because I know Marley, you don't believe it because you haven't seen all the other Michael Mann movies, mm-hmm. but these are like the best female characters in a michael mann movie period yeah and like like since you said that i haven't seen 
uh, very many other Michael Mann movies. If I if this is your entry point, I would would you recommend like people going back and be like, oh wow, he's like he's treated female characters so well, like, in, or is it going to be like Whiplash, like I had with the Keep? So, um, some of it's going to be Whiplash. It's just it's not even that. Like, I I don't think Mann is a misogynist. I don't think Mann purposefully writes bad female characters. That's not. I don't even think he writes bad female characters. I think it's kind of like a Nolan situation where sometimes the female characters just become too in service of the male characters. Mm -hmm. Like too much focus is too much on, you know, the male characters, like the, the male character, the main male characters have so much, you know, dimension and depth and so much is about them, you know, that, the female characters almost become like archetypes or tools Mm -hmm. or, you know, or they kind of just become like a piece for the writer to use, you know, in service of the male character. Kind of more of like a problem with our society today, how we need to start having more women like as like, like the main cogs in the the machine. Mm -hmm. And I don't think man is trying. And I don't think man is like purposefully saying, this is a personal statement of his view of women. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's maybe just how he, if anything, and I hope this is a, a good way of viewing this. I hope man just does it as a way of to show how much male dominance or male dominance is in society. Because here it's so much of like the Enzo is very much dictating the business, even though it's co-owned by Enzo and Laura. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, one of the things I see in this, like in the, one of the things I love about the final act, I know we're jumping around, but one of the things I love about the final act is that she (coughs) kind of overcomes her grief enough to see through the, to see through the trees of like, we have to save the business. Mm -hmm. We have to come away from this horrible accident that just happened at the end of the movie and we have to survive we have to survive ferrari has to survive the company has to survive everything the everything the dynasty everything has to survive mm. you know so my son's memory doesn't get so my son's just not a forgotten memory another ghost mm-hmm. yeah so, i i totally agree just because like even like like and even enzo ferrari even mentions like in the movie that he was he was poor he was poor with money and that's why he left left his wife like in charge uh, and th- i feel like the like m- man gets across and even adam driver in his performance he gets it across as well uh that he didn't understand like the like that appreciation that what his wife was doing and uh i thought that performance by adam driver was actually quite human it was a very human mm-hmm. Because uh, at time, I've, I feel like we've all been kind of uh, in the situation where we don't understand like how uh, important some people are in our lives, and uh, I, I just appreciated that human element that Adam Driver to, brought to that role, or the role how our partners, you know, elevate us mm-hmm. or are trying to help us. So yeah, no, and. That's why I kind of, that's why I love Laura's character and her development. Even, you know, uh, 
Leda or Lita, Shailene Woodley's character, like she's there, you know, she's there, you know, trying to be supportive to Enzo, but also her number one priority is her son. Mm-hmm. So like everyone's trying to like prioritize how they're going to uplift their loved ones who also just so happen to be men. So yeah. Uh, men who drive cars very fast and <laughs> and too fast. Yeah. Um, and, and too furious. Mm-hmm. No, I'm <laughs> no, 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 you're yeah. right. They are very furiously driving to death. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I rather enjoyed this movie. So, um, yeah. Um, just some other things to tie, you know, I wanted to kind of ask you about is what every time I've seen it with a different person, it's always, or just a different group of people, it's always taken their breath away. What did you think of the car crashes? There's two of them in there. What did you think of the. Well, well the, <laughs> if we're going to jump right into it, uh, the final one, the final car crash really took my breath away just because how graphic and violent like that that like i i respect michael mann for not cutting away just because i i didn't know about like this the car crash that actually happened cuz uh i didn't like i didn't know about that that wreck at all so when it when it happened and you saw just like all the violence that like happened i literally gasped like in, in my theater just because Michael Mann does not like shy away from like the violence and it's it's in a way it's very upsetting but I think it's a it's an unnecessary upsetting like like uh uh crash the first one the f- the first crash was uh like I thought it was well shot but I feel like the the end one where it uh it, it would it basically defined Ferrari uh, defined Ferrari for like generations. I thought that one hit the most. It did, and I, and it hits the most. And what I love about it is, you know, a lot of people have been giving, or I guess some people have been giving Nolan flack for not showing, you know, the violence of the bomb mm-hmm. in Oppenheimer. You know, you know the total destruction of it. And to me, it's like. I think Nolan just is not that kind of director. And, and, and honestly, I think you do see enough. I mean, you do see enough of it from Oppenheimer's point of view of like the, you know, him stepping on, you know, the charred woman, you know, the seeing the you know other woman melted, you know, so you see, I think you see enough there, but here man just goes full, you know, hold my beer. I'm going to show the true, brutality of this crash you know and it takes your breath away because you just feel the horror like you just feel the weight and this whole movie is like an opera where it's building to this tragedy Mm -hmm. we don't know what the tragedy is well unless you're like a car history person um but we don't know but as the audience go we're, we're building to a tragedy we don't know is hap- is going to happen and watching the movie a second time it's like i see more of the steps of like how everything just ends up pushing the drivers 
you know, in especially the, you know, the Spanish one, you know, the Spanish prince. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, Enzo is push, and then the Spanish prince just having so much determination to be, you know, Patrick Dempsey, you know, and, and be the winner, the, the champion of something, his drive to be, you know, the best. Everything, all these male insecurities, all these things that are related to men's kind of plight is what causes, you know, the crash and kills nine people and in in a horrible way. It's so, I mean, it's so, ugh, it's devastating. And, um, and of course, it's, it's Laura that saves the company, but she wants to make Piro, his son, basically hide while she's still alive, which is like a greater, like, just gut punch. Yeah. Because now Piro has to live and study in the shadows, you know, till she dies. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like, bring, since you brought up Christopher Nolan for like the whole Oppenheimer thing and not showing like the death, it's like Christopher Nolan has, has gone on record and said that he could have shown like what happened to the Japanese people with the atomic bomb, but people know what happened. Like people, like they've, you've seen multiple like images and like video of like what happened to the Japanese people. And Christopher Nolan doesn't, I don't think he really had anything to gain to show the destruction of the atomic bomb. Michael Mann, like, for Ferrari, no one really knew about like this crash, like or except like you said, uh, car enthusiasts. So I feel like that's how Michael Mann was able to get away with something like this, just because not a lot of people knew about this. And I feel like that's the, the whole point of like mo- movies like this is finding out something that you didn't know already. And uh, I respect Michael Mann for 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 going uh, going where he went with this movie exactly um trying to think oh i love the grandmother she's such an italian you know grandmother Mm -hmm. uh she even like when she hits the fan she's like okay we're packing our bags you know let's get the hell out of here (laughs) (laughs) i just i just love that little bit of comedy humor just like you know she's ready to go and it's like (laughs) no who's Um, up who is she played by I I can look it up real fast. Um, she is played by. She looks familiar. Michelle is it Michelle Savoya? I hope that's right. Um, I'm looking all over, and Google is like not helping. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, no. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Um, Sorry. Wait, no. No, it isn't. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, No, it's okay. You can kind of cut this part out, so... Yeah, okay. So, but anyway, it's... But anyway, like, I do love, you know, her a little bit. Even the little part of, like, you know... Well, I mean, he needs an heir, you know, which, damn, when that is, you know, said, it's like, damn, like she gets, Penelope Cruz literally gave, or 
Laura gives a you know a baby into the world, and her only failure is that it fucking died. Yeah, and that's all. And everyone, that's all. Everyone's like putting the weight of that on her. Yeah, it's um kind of shows you like more about the society about like what women kind of like are meant for, like to birth a child that will take over like the family business, and even like the weight on that child that would that could have been born. Like, what if the child didn't want to be raised to raise to run like this, the family business? Like that, you could go into like multiple stories for that as well. But I know that's not the story that that we watched. But like, uh, I always find that interesting about like, oh, who's gonna take over for you? It's just like the next one in charge. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like running yeah. the family. So. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's just awful for, like, and even worse, like, everyone in the town fucking knew about the affair, the affair, the son. So it's like, she's just being replaced, you know, by the whole town. It's like, well, you're just a ghost now, you know, and it's just, like, so fucked up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah. Uh, you know, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just the next thing I was going to say is just kind of like a joke thing. Uh, it's it's funny to me because when I was watching like this movie, I felt like everyone felt like they're within their roles and they all kind of like fit into the characters. Uh, even like with my criticism for Shailene Woodley, I thought she did like a f- okay job. But the one person that felt out of place for me, and this is probably a fault to uh me and me alone is patrick dempsey patrick dempsey just felt out of place in this entire movie where it just as like one of the drivers like whatever i see like that man man in anything i'm just like what are you doing here it's like it's like <laughs> mcdreamy we it's like <laughs> mcdreamy in this in this uh serious movie about like about the ferrari the company i'm just like yeah <laughs> I think that's a problem for me alone, but it just, yeah, he he seems very unserious in this movie. For me, um, I mean, I wasn't, I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, Only just because I don't know who Patrick Dempsey is playing anyway. And, oh, so he's supposed to play an Italian person. I'm just looking it up as uh, in real time. It's fine. I'm looking it up in real time. And oh, so he and he's that's his Italian accent. It just sounds like Patrick Dempsey, just like doing a whispery voice. Yes. <laughs> so sad. At least they got like Jack O'Connell's character right. He's an actual English guy. Yeah. Well. Well, that's the thing. It's just like you make a movie about Italians and you cast cast pretty much all English people instead of Italian people, which is. Yeah. If you're someone that I know a lot of people that that will bother, uh, b- bother, but I'm willing to forgive it. But there's uh, like we j- like we just described Shailene Woodley, like cast someone that's Italian, so you don't have to, they don't have to do do like a fake Italian accent. Just just cast someone that's Italian <laughs> for the role. Mm. Oh shit! Like so, get this: Peter Collins, who Jack O'Connell plays mm-hmm. in this movie. He dies a year later after the events of this movie. Oh, really? 
Yeah, he was 26 years old. That's he dies in the uh, German Grand sorry German Grand Prix. That's that's cr- that's crazy. That's unfortunate. I I know, and I don't mean to be so bleak about it, but it's just like, damn. Even like half of the people we see in this movie are like dead before even Ford v Ferrari is like even considered. Like even like the events of Ford v Ferrari are happening. Yeah. Well, I think that just that just shows like how dangerous like the sport is, and I feel yeah. like and Michael Mann definitely gets that across from like what I just described about like that last crash crash sequence. It's like, like even like the filming of like that sequence of, like, like I, I believe it was like the scene before like his his Enzo Ferrari's team was like warning him about the tires and saying that like that, like I, I I don't know car car lingo or car tech at all but they, he was just they they warned him about about it and then lo and behold like the thing that took took out like the car and damaged the, his company's reputation was the tires that hit that little bump in the road and then the car flips and just tears through that group of people yeah well yeah, exactly. It's well, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the tires. Like it, it was a broken. You know, you know what those things we you know hit on the road. Like, yeah, the snow were on the other side. He hit one of those, but they were just like broken. So basically, it was a time. It was Italy's poor maintenance road maintenance. Yeah. That you know, just which at this point, I'm like, why are we on roads that have those? That just seems like an accident waiting to happen. It even if they were fully fine. Well, it, it's. Still just seems- I think it's fine when you're driving at normal speeds, but when you're driving at 200 plus miles an hour, then it, then the the scenario is different. And and Enzo Ferrari was a, was a, made aware of that, but he was he just ignored it because, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So okay. Uh, what else? So, do you have any other thoughts on the movie? Um, no. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought Adam and Driver did a really great job as Enzo Ferrari, and then I feel like the the shining performance for me was Penelope Cruz. But that's that's no shocker, just because I feel like any movie that Penelope Cruz is Penelope Cruz is in, then it instantly elevates it for me. Uh, like the movie Sahara, which is really bad. And I could always go back and watch Sahara when she's because she's in it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think this movie's like really great. But all right, yeah, all right. Well, the well, guys, we got to go back to the main show. Uh, Marley, thank you so much for dropping in uh, to to the Ferrari review. Mm-hmm. Um and. Now we go back to oh before we before we go um where can the good people find you and what um um what what do you have any shows promoted Oh well people could find me everywhere on social media with the username at Marley Loves Film I'm on Threads uh Instagram TikTok YouTube um pretty much anywhere where you can post at Marley Loves Film at <clears throat> um you can also listen to my podcast the Real Lovers podcast where I'm currently watching all the movies in the letterbox top 250 uh and 
those episodes are released every Friday. And then Monday we do on that feed, we do an in the lobby kind of show where we just kind of talk about current movies and everything like that. So if you enjoy podcasts about movies like this one, definitely go follow that one. Give us a rate and review. Uh, and yeah, but uh, thanks, Kale, for having me uh, talk about this movie because it's one of my favorite movies of 2023. So, <coughs> no problem. Thank you so much for dropping in. All right, now, guys, we got to go back to the main show. Thanks, Marley. Yeah. Sign me control of your stuff. I have to have all the cards in my hand. Well, half the cards are in my hand. All of us are racers. It's our deadly passion. Our terrible joy. No wonder you need to be back. How can I stay with? Well, for for supporting, you'd have uh, I think Gosling won something today. You've got Gosling, you got uh, Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr., and you got Charlie Melton. We're just talking about Barbie's Oscar chances because what's happening? You disappeared. He doesn't think it's getting anything <laughs> above the line. Okay, um, I've turned off my mic or I've turned off my camera. We'll see how this goes. Um, uh, so, but yeah, okay. Um, if Anthony is looking for so, a scapegoat, you are. I think somehow... You were uh, supposed to save him! You promised me he wouldn't die! The father deluded himself! In, okay. that's a different question but Two one thing that's happened in the past that's was, a big mistake even though they're we'll submitted in a certain category um, the voters can like vote like when they're nominating they can nominate them in a different category like for example um with uh and um lucky stanfield got in supporting when he's the lead of the movie but he wasn't submitted supporting; he was submitted lead. So that, that, I'm just saying that as that's an still, example of a ooh. time something like that happened. That that's such that was such category fraud. That's that. that... Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some car crashes. Yeah. So, and, and split bodies. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to that. Um, so the car crashes in this movie there's one at the first at the end of the first third of this movie where they're testing out this new car and the car accidentally like the brake malfunctions or the or the, the shift gear malfunctions and the car goes spinning the the character the goes character spinning fly, the car the guy flying out of the car you see his body flying out of the car and it looks kind of terrible when he flies out um because it just kind of because he's like we i can't do it in front of everybody because it's an audio show but it's like he kind of looks like he's uh anyway but i will say though like and what and the one thing i will say about the scene is it is kind of weird to watch because one person dies and then the new driver is also 
is there like getting the job and he's like well you got a new you got a, <laughs> here's a new you start monday morning uh, i'm gonna guess that 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 could have been one of the things that may or may not have been cut oh yeah cut for timing or if there was or if there was if there were were quote-unquote pacing issues and they wanted to speed things up well i think my michael man knows that he kind of needs to make a movie and he kind of needs to make it kind of lean and mean and he's done you know the birth to death or not birth to death but he's done the birth but up to a certain point with ali because that's what Ollie is. It's like a birth to well, up to I, I like a certain call it point. Birth because he's he he the the first scene in the movie is him training to be is the first fight with Sonny Liston. They, I mean, they fair, they, they, but they, it's they, like it's covering a wide yeah. span of time. And also, they also not to get off topic, but Ollie ends on the George Foreman fight, and not when he starts to decline. They, he, uh, in other words, Michael Mann decided to end Ollie on an up on an up note, and not like when he was getting pu- punched in the face too many times and got Parkinson's and all of that. Right. Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I do. So I do love the car crashes, and I do love like kind of the build of each race. Yeah, you're, um, it's it, 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 and I it's love... thrilling. You're also waiting, it's like it's like, and and it's very like intense. Well, I mean, in the way that you know Oppenheimer is about, you know, a man grappling with the consequences of building the bomb. You know, this one's Ferrari grappling with the consequences of building a car in to race, in but it's like the most dangerous race imaginable. And that spectators can stand close to the, you know, on the side of the road. And that, you know, car, literally the, the cars that the drivers are driving are just nothing but metal and bolts. Like there's no and, cushion and, and or there's all, you know, yeah, plastic, there's also, nothing. they're open air. Which, which they still do, yeah. but I believe like, like for indie cars at least and Formula One too, I believe they're a bit safer now. Or at least like, or at least compared to like... They're not metal coffins, no, yeah. is what I'm saying. So it's, you know, that are driving like 100 miles an hour. Uh, I think so, it's close to 200. But down the stra- down the straightaways, I believe that I believe there is a line that's that says they are going 200 miles an hour. Which is insane. And then to have all the just spectators just being like on the open road, just like just like standing there to cheer them on like you know i mean and and i get it like it's it was a different time but it's like i feel like this movie is is kind of in that same vein kind of like that same vein of oppenheimer where it's like it's still a man grappling with like the consequences of building like the fastest car and pushing his racers to you know defy death and, and and man, that that the the, the 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 big crash at the end of the movie is quite something. Let's unpack uh, it. Uh, um, the 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 one driver with the blonde girlfriend drives over or drives out or there there's some like debris on the road. <laughs> no, it's a broken. Um, 
you know one of those things that are you know that are on the road that tell you that you're you're going to yeah. another lane. There's something. There's something on. It's like yeah. There's something chipped. on the road that he drives over that causes him to, to careen out of control. He hits a bunch of spectators and uh it's unflinching you actually get to see see like contact with with people and then you get to see the really really graphic and gruesome aftermath of it including somebody who's like 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 the bottom the ha- he got cut in two um yeah i mean all yeah, the David, racing uh, and crash sequences were very visceral and they definitely like leave you just like kind of shell-shocked um so i mean they were they were very very effective and like like ryan said like the graphic nature of it all like just kind of leaves you just like it leaves you speechless also i believe most of it was done for real or 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 that they 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 built cars from that or, or rebuilt cars from that era and actually drove them at high speeds Which is true, which, I mean, well, I mean, that's, that could be possibly true. And also, I mean, there, I mean, when the car is mowing, I mean, and I literally mean mowing the people down, that is yeah. a CGI effect. Um, because and, you can't, you can't, you can't, are, show, you can't, Michael Mann would, 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 would be in jail if he, if he filmed a car or, or if he if he put like real people there and it, the car just mows people over. Yeah, it, and it's a great looking shot. The problem is like some of the car stuff when it's yeah. just flying and hitting trees kind of looks a little two thousand esque CGI. Uh, like it just doesn't have the weight, you know, of you know the car just flying and hitting things doesn't have the weight or physics to it but i mean it's still like when it hits like the you know nine or so people that it injures and kills you know it has this i mean extremely visceral powerful effect everyone in my theater Same like here. gasped like like it's you know it's truly powerful and it's and i don't know and i and i have to believe michael mann had no idea what nolan was doing on oppenheimer but if it almost feels like a rebuttal to the, you know, not showing the atomic bomb a little bit, like it, in, in an accidental, unintentional way, like it almost feel like in, in, in an unfortunate, you know, post Oppenheimer world, it feels like um, it feels so much like, you know, man, like Michael Mann just was like, no, let me show you the, the true death and destruction of like this creation, this uh- I'm going to make you or er, make us earn that R rating. Well, I, mean, I don't even think it's just that. I think it's you know, man is just like, you know, man is very much like I have to show you like the violence of this thing and I have to show it to you like how powerful these things are because I mean, even because that's like kind the, of been Michael Mann's it's also thing. Like the flux at the end of the movie because there were there. They don't have like this big trial scene, but but there was I, I think in real life there was debate on whether or not to charge uh, Enzo Ferrari, and 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 they had the and they, they they like there's a scene near the end where they're taking apart the car and they're trying to see 
was this a fault of the car of 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 Enzo Ferrari's uh, uh, car uh, negligence or car making or the driver or something? And it's shown that he did. So, but I mean, even then, Enzo Ferrari still holds the guilt so much so that he tells the press, "Blame it on me. Like, put this on me. Like, please." You know, like if there's anyone to blame, it's me because it's my and it's going back to this idea of like, you know, Enzo Ferrari is like living in despair over his creation. You know, both his creation of, uh, you know, Dino, his, you know, son has died and also his creation of, you know, the car, which is now, you know, he can barely keep out of, you know, bankruptcy, his car company. And also the bastard and also the, the, so, the bastard son. Yeah, and then he has to deal with the bastard son, which, to me, all of this leads to like the best scene in the movie, which is after the car crash, it's revealed that Penelope Cruz's character, you know, she cashed the check, the five hundred, you know, k, basically bankrupting, you know, <laughs> basically her fuck you Ferrari, to, the to, company. to uh, Denzo. But it's her, but it's revealed later, like, this is her taking charge of the situation. This is her, because she's going to give it back to him. It's taking charge of the situation, taking charge of her own agency and her own placement. Because up to this point, the character of Laura has kind of just been, she's basically being replaced. You know, she's basically been, you know, replaced. She's basically, you know, even much so, so her mother-in-law basically says, well, there has to be an heir to the Ferrari, I'm paraphrasing here, there has to be an heir, and your heir is dead, so, which is, like, the most, like, crippling line, (laughs) like, sickening line in that, you know, her only value was to provide a son, and her own son died, like, that is awful and, and, and the one <laughs> so son that awful. is and the one son that <laughs> and that she finds out that the one son that 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 eventually became the heir i believe it's i believe he still runs the comp or the the, the 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 postscript did say that he runs the company now uh wasn't hers mm-hmm. also what i like too is that yeah was that the little toy the, the little toy car that penelope cruz finds is kind of like the uh the it's like or, a ghost. Or, or like the MacGuffin or the that the little the little piece that that Hitchcock always said it's it's like an object or thing that keeps the plot moving but isn't isn't important overall. Hmm. I mean, it's basically her visiting a ghost. It's like. You know, it's her worst nightmare that she's basically now been replaced, you know. And again, going back to the ending, I really do love like how she uses this leverage to basically be like, please, I know you have a son. I know you will want him to be the heir. I know you will want him to run the company. It's his birthright. But please wait till I die. Please wait till I die. It was surprising you know, so to me that Enzo outlived replaced. her. 
because she looked, I mean, it also could be the fact like they did so much, they, they applied so much prosthetics to Adam Driver, but like she looks so young compared to Enzo that you're like, how, how did she die first? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I believe after the events I mean, of, of the movie, they do get a divorce. They can't. No, you can't. You can't divorce in. You couldn't. You couldn't divorce in Italy till nineteen ninety. It was for. No, or it was a. It, it was a legal separation. Okay, I mean that's that's probably fair, but you, I kind of read that recently where they no one the part of the reason they stayed married so long is because you can't have. You can't like you couldn't get divorced until I think like the late eighties or early nineties. Oh wait, no, never mind. I'm looking it up at Google, and Google said it became legal to divorce in 1970. So my bad, my bad, everyone. Either way, I mean that's what happened. Um, but that's. That's why they stayed married for so long, even though she probably knew of all. She probably figured that he was having affairs. Also, there's there's so. there's the scene too where I forget the line, uh, where where uh, I believe it's uh, she talks him into was it inheritance before they they they, they start going at it. You, you, you know what scene I'm talking about for Kale? No, he's talking about when. Are we talking about the um, end of the movie? Sex, right before the sex scene. Where, where, uh, where? Uh, I think it was about. I think it was about like the the the, the uh like 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 a lot of the money that that was involved, right? Uh, sure. I'm trying to remember this part. The middle section is kind of a fog. I will admit. I've seen. It's been two weeks now since I've seen the movie. Two weeks today. Excuse me. So I don't remember about anything about inheritance. Are, are we talking about like with Shane Lee Whitley? No, with or... her. There, there's there's a scene. There's a scene where 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 she. Uh, uh, kind of talks him into into uh giving up some money, I guess, and then they start having sex. Oh, that's the the five hundred k thing. Like she just wants five hundred k to just you know, that's okay. So they're part. They're talking about like you know, in order for her, or in order for Enzo to basically sell the company or sell shares of the company. Yeah. So she gives him um, him a power of attorney over the shares in order so he can actually make a deal without having to go to her and slow it down. So that's kind of what that whole thing was about. Yes. Yes. It's not inheritance. It's, you know, she's, he Enzo needs like her, you know, her to sell the, you know, power of attorney and all that so that, you know, when he has all the cards, as he says, he can make the deal. 
So, which is a good play on both of them. And it's a great like little power play. And it's a great little mind play on both of them because Laura already is starting to feel like, you know, <laughs> she's getting, you know, cut out of the company. And, but Enzo's really is just doing it just to, or the way I saw it in the movie, Enzo really is just doing it the way he's saying he's doing it. I just need to make sure every, everything is in place to sell the company in order. <laughs> anyway, and she makes, you know, and of course, you know, you know, he make she makes it, you know, I'll do it for 500K, you know, that kind of sort of thing. But, and I'll make sure the check, cash is check after the deal. So, yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, I I briefly mentioned it when you were gone, but uh, I did find it also interesting that that, that this movie uh, also almost went straight to the Showtime. Yes, this was almost a Showtime mini. Or no, no, I think it would have been and like an original bought- movie, like uh. Uh, like uh, that, like the, oh, so like the William yeah. Friedkin movie, and that they were just gonna dump it on Showtime, which probably would have been better for awards chances, because you could get Adam Driver for mm. for for lead actor in a TV TV movie. Yeah, an yeah, Emmy? yeah. Give 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 Adam Driver an Emmy. But uh, Neon, for- I guess saw saw the movie before it premiered liked it and was willing to pay 15 million dollars for it i believe they said it was a bidding war between neon and a24 and showtime and, showtime. and paramount didn't have the money for it or didn't think it was worth yeah and to be fair they're looking at the box office right now it, they're kind of justified because it's only made 14 or almost 15 million worldwide yeah, right now i believe in the states it's at like 10 which in theory it it may or may not be considered a flop because of how much it costs but it only costs neon 15 million because that's how much they acquired it for so it would but it's not looking good for michael mann to do this kind of to do a movie this way again because, uh, they, they, but then again, I mean, I think he, I know he says he wants to do Heat two next. Uh, I assume, I assume but, that that even if this doesn't turn out to be like like a financial success, I assume they'll still they'll somehow still give him the money to do Heat two. Well, he'll have to do it through Warner Brothers. Yeah, or. Uh, or Regency. I don't know who owns the rights. Well, that's always been a weird thing because technically Warner, it was released through Warner Brothers and Regency, but Regency, I think, is now owned by Earth Fox. Or, yeah. So he would probably have to go through Bob Iger and, yeah, and uh, Arnon, know, um, Ar- Arnon yeah, Mitchell. I believe... Uh, uh, Regency has a first look de- deal with Disney, and if Disney, do- which is what what happened with the bike riders, where the, the I think it's the new Jeff Nichols movie, where uh, mm. Disney, I guess because of the strikes and or they didn't like it, uh, essentially dropped it and sold it to Focus, and we'll see. I think. 
we'll see with that with Heat too, just because I I I know this man's next movie he wants to do it, and also I think it could just still be made just on the premise that it is a bestseller, and also it'd be Heat too. Yeah, it's. I mean, the first Heat still plays on cable, you know, channels yeah, all the still, time. It's, it's still, still popular on Netflix and. So, I mean, if you cast it right, you market it right, it could very well be a hit. Yeah, so, I know he wants Adam Driver for the Robert De Niro part. Robert De Niro. About Heat 2. David, no, I you understand. know what we're talking uh, about, by the way. I, I've so, heard all I want to make sure you're it. not lost. Um, yeah. I still have yet to see. I, I need to see a lot of Michael Mann movies. Heat is one of them, even though it's on the shelf behind me. Um, but that, So that's going to be part of... Um, Part of this uh, January, as I'm catching up on releases, I also want to dive into Man's filmography. If you have, if you have Thief, I highly recommend starting there. It's not, you know, sometimes with debuts, it's like, it's like, oh, you can't, it, it, like with Scorsese, uh, like Boxcar Bertha doesn't feel like a Scorsese movie. But uh, Thief 100% feels like a uh, Michael Mann movie. David, um, I'll just say this. Just start with... uh, You can just start with the Heat. You can start with Heat and then just kind of bounce around. I was going to try to do it in Um, release order, like chronological order of what uh, his filmography. But um, a lot of things aren't on streaming. (laughs) So, (laughs) So it's kind of like... I think Thief sometimes bounces around. I think it's on Tubi right Thief now, so I think I'm gonna I'll, I'll watch it through Prime? Tubi. Criterion. Yeah. With commercials. I do not. It's on my wish list. David, do you I have Thief on Criterion? Okay. Okay. For Kale, did no, you okay. go on the, the new uh, Arrow release of Black Hat? Uh, not yet. It's a two. Di- it's a. I've been. Th- I've been threatening to say it's a, it's it's a two disc set. They have the rare that they have the uh, director's cut that only screened I think on FX once, <laughs> and like like the international cut, which I believe cuts out like six lines, but they consider it a a, a different cut and a bunch of extras. Good, because I, I mean, I was going to buy it. Um, I just haven't bought. I just haven't bought it yet. Uh, so, but yeah. So, Michael Mann. Um, is there anything else to say on Ferrari? The, I believe There's... the Blu-ray for Ferrari has already been scheduled for like February. That's fast turnaround. <laughs> okay, that good. That well, it's it, it's neon. Well, then that means it'll probably be on VOD soon, so people like Alfie and other our other friends, like in other territories, can probably see yeah, it sooner. Uh, so, because yeah, yeah, with, with it being neon, that would mean that it would be on Hulu first, unless uh, unless Disney has uh, has right away of like there have been some neon releases that haven't gone to Hulu, like. Uh, the new ver the, the new remaster of Old Boy is on Netflix, and their movie about the porn industry known as Pleasure is not on Hulu for obvious reasons. Well, I, th- to stop you there, I mean like P- yeah. like VOD, like 
uh, like yeah, voodoo, I, 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 movies I, I assume it'll be either late this month or early next month. As I hope so, because I, I want more people to watch Ferrari, and it seems like because now of Saltburn, people are now just kind of waiting to see stuff like Ferrari, Saltburn, The but, Holdovers, when it gets on any, the streaming any, channels. I, I'm curious, would anything from Ferrari be memeified once it hits BOD? Um, so the one scene where he's like talking about driving fast and how you got to speed ahead or take, you know, deliver fear. That could be a meme of some sort. Um, just off the top of my head, that's because, and because, then, because or, now, nowadays, you know, the way he to does get this... kids to, or not kids, younger people to watch certain movies is to is to post memes about it, like 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 this, and also like the, it's that, like the big scene is in in Maestro has been memed. <sighs> well, and also not to. Not to de- devalue devalue art this way, or devalue art this way, but I think there's stuff in Ferrari where it could be memefi- memefied and gain popularity. I hope, and I hate saying it this way because I no movie should be defined on their <laughs> memes or on the merit of if they have good memes or not. But. Uh, but I will, but you know, if that gets people to watch the movie, you know, I know some of us are, I know we're not all, I know not everyone loves Saltburn. But I mean, <laughs> but I, but I will say, like, it, at least the memes got people to watch it. I... Yeah. All right. So, uh, with that, um, uh, David, where can the good people find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on uh, all the little social medias, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, wise underscore David. Uh, and you can also find my blog uh, at Film Assessment. And it has social media handles as well. And I'll be posting a best of 2023 list uh, within the next few weeks. All right. And then Ryan? Uh, I am on the Twitter at the True Defense. Uh, I'm also on the i believe the instagram at the same name uh and also on letterbox i just posted my top 15 but i didn't do it in order because i'm lazy uh, that's fine um and then you can find me on twitter at movie kale um so this is an interesting kind of pivot uh so we are on the second season on from the top already we have already talked about uh we're we've had marley from real lovers podcast and alfie who's been our from them who's been on both of them have been on the show um they have now there we did an episode on thx 1138 we are covering the films and the legacy of george lucas so that means we're going to cover all of lucas's films and then basically the movies that have kind of spawned outside of his you know directorial efforts so the star wars and movies and we've already covered on the youth critic retrospectives the indiana jones movies so we're not going to retouch that they here or there from the top so we're just going to cover basically the skywalker saga and then george lucas's first two movies and then a couple other bonus episodes you, in between there uh you, you could you, you could do uh uh howard the duck we'll talk we'll we'll cross that was bridge it, when we get it? there um 
Also, with THX 1138, were you able to find the theatrical cut? No, it doesn't exist. Um, it's only on like the that even the original theatrical cut doesn't exist. Like the original, oh. original. I mean, so uh, but we will we discuss that in um, from the top. So ch- I believe there's that problem. There's a problem also with American Graffiti where the new 4K apparently alters some things. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, So thanks, everyone. Uh, We'll be back with you very soon. If you're on the Youth Critic side of things, uh, we'll be back very soon with Aquaman 2 review. And then we'll be back. And then if you're on the From the Top side of things, we are going to have the the THX 1138 episodes already up. And then American Graffiti will be out on Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back with you uh, very, very soon.